You're listening to your number one podcast for all things Reaper. This is ReaperCast. Casey. And I'm Jared. And he has a scratchy throat today. He's so dying. Everybody wish him well. Um, Reapercast news. Really not much of anything except for you can now no longer email us at mail at reapercast.com. I opened it the other day. Did it you? still works. So it still works. I don't know if it works. Do you anyway. see? <laughs> if you <coughs> Sorry. I hope you don't die. I really don't. I mean, I really do. As I was trying to say, <laughs> I, I don't know if we can still receive email, but... Yeah. Anyway. So just be safe and go ahead and post it on the blog at reapercast.blogspot.com. And, and if you're curious why we're so late with this episode, you're listening to the reason. Yes, we tried as long as we could, or we tried to wait as long as we could for Jared's voice to get better, and now it's just gotten worse, but we feel, or he feels that we must persevere and deliver the best possible product to you, the Reapercast listening audience. So, and hope I don't lose a lung. Reaper news, really nothing to report right now, just the fight for syndication is going on. and Because it has been canceled by the Yes, the CW did, in fact, stupidly cancel Reaper. As we all secretly in the back of our minds feared. Um, but the fight for syndication is in full swing now. People are emailing their CW affiliates and receiving overwhelmingly positive responses from those affiliates. So, My affiliate is in Colorado. Is it really? Yeah, because I'm on dish. Yeah. Oh. So if you have not yet wrote or written into your affiliate, now would be a great time to do so. Um be sure that you tell them how much you like Reaper and would love to see it continue for a third season. Because as we will talk about on the next episode of ReaperCast, we need a third season after the finale. Um, um, we're just going to get right into it this time with the episode discussion. Um, the soul in this one was the unidentified scary dude in the asylum at the beginning, and he was kind of had he's the dude that. Had Sam chained to the flip over operating table thing. I expected a creepy old man, not a big old. He was very, very. He was very, very solidly scary, dude. Um, the vessel was a bicycle horn. You know, one of those little honk honk things. Yeah. And uh, the soul should have been a clown. Yeah, that would have been a nice one for the clown. Stripper clown. Yeah. But. Um, so now we're going to jump right into the recap and, but right after Jared gets back. Um, so, you know, I thought it was a great soul, not very much from the soul this week. They kind of disposed of him early, which I kind of like it when they, they 
do that. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. I enjoyed the bike horn as well. I thought it was original, except for the only thing that could have made it better is something we've already discussed, and the and that is the soul being a clown. And Jared is now raiding the refrigerator. Yeah, he got a Sam's Cola. Those are amazing. Um, he's back in his chair now. Are you ready for the? <laughs> Will you? I'm 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 out of stalling material, Jared. Just stall. He's getting rushed now. Um, but yeah, I did like that they. Let's recap, man. They uh. I can't read. Destroyed the soul earlier. So now we'll jump in the recap, and uh, Papa Sam again. Yeah, Sam was uh by himself. He's got the bicycle horn, and he goes into an old asylum, creepy asylum. And from the top floor, he calls Ben and Sock, and they admit they've been detained elsewhere. Sam gets knocked out by a mysterious shady figure behind a curtain. And gotta watch that. He's sharpening blades. Big thick scary blades. Um Sam's knocked out, but then the devil appears and Sam comes around and the devil's like, Well, how's it going? And he tells Sam that he's got something to show him. So then he puts the bed control the flipper mechanism for the table in Sam's hand. Sam flips it over and it drops him onto the floor. And uh, he drops him onto the vessel, actually. And the soul comes out and turns Sam back over. And then Sam captures him with the vessel. Honk, honk. Yes, he honks him. He honks him back to hell. Um, <laughs> once he's once he's honked back to hell, the devil reappears and teleports Sam to a business office. And it's rustling. And, and he says, look, you're going to work here for a couple of days. And, you know, the best way... The devil has a great line of thinking here. He's like, the best way to introduce you to pure evil is to introduce you to corporate America. True that. Because of people who step on other people to try to get to the top and don't really care, you know, what becomes of the people that they step on. And so I thought it was a great analogy throughout the whole episode. But anyway, the next scene, the guys, um, the guys reappear on the scene to... To visit Sam in his new office. Sweet pad. His fancy pad he got from the devil. And Sam explains to him, he's like, as long as I work here, the devil, I don't have to go out in the field and catch souls anymore. So they're like, well, sweet dude, all you can do is stay here and do a tootsie roll. Uh, and, uh, but then Sam's new personal assistant secretary, um, her name is Avery, and she brings him a suit. And there's my phone. Going away, Jared. He brings him a suit. So suit up. Ooh, that was another reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. She brings him a suit and says, "You got a meeting like five minutes by the CEO Walter Randall." And they're in the real estate development meeting where Randall is putting down the presentation of the staff. This guy Phil, he wants to, you know, he's like. Phil, that's garbage. Sam, what you got? Sam, that's, I have nothing, and Randall thinks this is genius. That's right, we need to start from scratch. You're on this, Sam. Phil, you're gone. You're garbage, Phil, pretty much. So, you know, 
Sam gets the lead on the project, and he says, you got a few days to come up with something. Meanwhile, back at home, Sock arrives to find Nina working on Ben's hair. This angers Sock. <laughs> so he's That's been giving Ben, they've been giving each other. Go ahead. Can I just say how epically awesome the hairdo was? How high can your hair get? I I enough to talk to Jesus. There was the big hair of the 80s, and then there was Rick Gonzalez's hair in this episode. This this was awesome. Um, it was divish. Yes, it was. My mother has called, and anyway, I cannot answer. I must go on. Sock and Ben have apparently been giving each other haircuts for years, and this is considered, you know, blasphemy. Yeah, this is like an uh, important aspect <coughs> of their relationship. Excuse They're, me. You know, two bros giving each other haircuts. I, you know, I wouldn't let you give me a haircut. But then again, you wouldn't let me give you, you a haircut. No, you will never touch this glorious no. locks of curls. I didn't think so. Golden curls. Funny story while we're at this. Okay, go ahead. Because people love to hear us funny stories. True. I was walking to the mall earlier today. I'm just walking along. This girl's sitting on the bench. These three... These teenage kids, you know. And one girl's like, I love your hair. And I, I, I don't know what to say to this. I don't know how to respond to this, these young children. I just, you know, I, I had to say, oh my gosh, are these random people really commenting on my hair? <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened to have beautiful hair. So I just give the thank you and walk away. Mm-hmm. Funny story, though. Yep. Dude, you should have said, thank you, it's natural. I don't even do anything. I know. No perm here. No. Pearls <laughs> of love. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I'm sorry. Talk. I gotta. Anyway, they're giving they're giving the haircuts, and, <coughs> and you know, sock is like because Ben let Nina do his hair, and that violates the bro code. That's bro betrayal. Said sock. So Ben's like, dude, you need a girlfriend. And then Nina, in her demon wisdom, offers to set Sock up on a date, and Sock agrees with this hot demon. Yeah, Nina's like, boy, she's pretty, and so Sock agrees. Taking but, a time out to discuss his women. Why do you do this? But he, uh, Yes, yes. I was going to say, after I said that Sock reluctantly agrees, and, and I agree with the time out right here. Why? Men, we are shallow creatures at first. You know, first glance, yes, we may be a little shallow. It's just... Don't lie to us. Don't tell us that someone is something they're not. Oh, she's beautiful. Um, Maybe on the inside. We are and, shallow. And, and inner beauty counts. Inward beauty should be all that it counts. It sure does. But, but it we men are visual creatures. I like okay. to think women are visual we creatures are, as well. You would much rather have a six-pack than a... That keg here. Well, that's obvious, considering you know. Well, well we have first time, Yes. Um. So anyway, but but just you know, don't sugarcoat things when trying to set us up. Give us the truth. We can take it. We can handle it. Because if you don't give us the truth, something like this could happen. Yes. Um. So he agrees, and then we are taken back to the company, oh, and yes. and Randall asked Sam how his first day was, and he. You know, puts Phil down again. He's all telling him he's garbage, and and then Phil, you're garbage. Randall's gone, but Sam feels a little guilty and apologizes to Phil, and he's he's 
Phil is just not impressed. He's beyond consolable. And uh, he smashes his way through the lobby, and then, you know, he's tearing stuff up and ripping stuff up because he's mad and stuff. And Sam's little phone rings that he got from, from his dad before he sent him in the hill. Yes. Boing. It boings. Oh, it boings. So he gets a phone call from Daddy telling him he's trapped in the third circle of hell. If you've read Dante's Inferno, there are actually nine circles of hell. And, the third, man. Yes. He's trapped as he gets up to the third one. And he has what Sam needs to get out of his deal. But he since being trapped in the third circle of hell, he cannot get out of the out of the third circle of hell to go to Sam and give him the information, so he needs somebody to rescue. So then with that settled and said, um Sam goes back into his office and has a video conference with Tony, who explains that humans, yes, Tony is there, and he explains that humans can't go to hell because they would get incinerated (laughs) from the um, fiery flames and heat. Hmm. Um, Naturally. So then Sam is like, well, Tony, can you go to hell? And Tony's like, no, because I'm taking care of Stevie. Oh, no, no, no. Are you... I was just oh, elaborating oh, on how okay. he said no. Yeah, he's like, oh, no. And she needs an active, you know, an active parent in her life. And on the other hand, Tony, in order to go to hell and rescue Sam's daddy, would need an active portal to hell. Um, at the bar. Back to the story. Yes. Um, we're at the brick house, <laughs> and St- Sock is secretly starting to look forward to his date, and Nina and... and her friend Maggie arrived. Uh, Sock is, needless to say, less than impressed with the average-looking Maggie. and uh, But but at first he does well and covers it up. He tries. As the night goes on, or the first five minutes goes on, Maggie goes to the bathroom. And Sock is like a bull, bull in a china shop, fumbling over tables, and he flips them all over, and he's like, okay, I'm out of here, and, you know, tell... Tell Maggie when she comes back to the bathroom that there was a fight and he had to rush to the rescue and leave. Um, Nina's not impressed that Sock is bailing on her, but Maggie comes back for her purse and before Sock can leave and he makes an excuse and he I'm goes, a Yes, dang it, I'm a doctor. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Not a surgeon. Maggie, needless to say, okay. she doesn't. <laughs> that was Dr. Sister. Oh, I'm sick. Uh, Maggie, me. Maggie doesn't believe it, but Sock, you know, jets anyway. And then we're back at the corporate company. Oh, Jared, you have spilled. I have leakage. <laughs> then we're back at the company and. Uh, it's out of my mouth. Not Phil. <laughs> Thank you. Phil brings his project model of the new building they're designing. And he talks about how all of his dreams are being crushed, you know. He, and he breaks open a window and says, <laughs> Phil is about to jump out of this window. And Sam tries to stop him and says, Phil, your project is brilliant. I don't even deserve this job. I don't know why I'm here and stuff. And then Phil believes him. And then he decides to turn on Sam and try to throw him out the window. And in the struggle, Phil... Acquires a hold on Sam's tie, but then Sam's tie, because it's cheap, it reaps, it reaps, <laughs> it rips, and Sam uh, is left staring in horror as Phil falls to his death. 
The devil. Many floors. Yes, he fell many, many floors, and he was not all right when he hit the bottom. Um, <coughs> the devil appears to congratulate him, and, you know, then that's when he explained that the company is not a regular company because it exists to produce sin. I mean, it manufactures sin like other companies manufacture products. Um, Corporate America. He produces his executive card to go to the 75th floor and, and explains that you need a, a card to get to the floor, 75th oh, floor. 66th floor. Yeah, dude, why? We should so write TV. Um, but this was a classic scene. As they go up the elevator, the devil, in a sorrowful, sorrowful turn, tone, he's like, my tailor died. Um, and then Sam says something smart and he stares at him for like a whole entire minute. Like, just like if Lutz could kill, Sam would have been dead. Um, so they finally get to the 75th floor after the minute-long staring contest, and the demons are up there frantically running numbers and making calls, you know, coordinating, coordinating sin. They're like, there's adultery on line one, and gluttony, you know, on is happening. Floor. Yeah. And so, and it's all in an effort to rise up in the company. The more sin, the higher you go. Um, Randall is in, in charge of the operation. And the devil explained that his company funnels souls to hell. A door opens, revealing an active portal to hell. The elevator shaft is, in fact, a portal. Um, one of the elevator Sweet shafts. Anyway. Fire comes out. Yeah, the the cool looking fire. Yeah. Um. But then we go to the workbench, and Sam explains what he saw. And Ben and Nina, Ben and Nina are too busy flirting with each other to to notice or even hear what he said. Um, Sam then gets a genius plan and asks Nina to go to hell since he she's says, a demon. I come to you with my hat in my hand. <laughs> this favor. And, but Nina, Nina refuses saying it's too hard, you know, for her to go back to hell considering she's left behind all the habits and, and, and the wild childness that she used to be when she was down there. Ripping the flesh. Yes. And it would be too risky for her to return. Um. Ben backs her because he doesn't want to lose his girlfriend, but then Andy wants to know why she wouldn't go. And Nina explained that it could drive her back to the old habits that we talked about, such as ripping them apart. Um, Andy points out that Nina is only doing it to help her friends, you know, and, and that would in fact prove that she had overcome her old habits. And Nina figures she can hold it together for one day, so she agrees to go down the portal and... Now all Sam has to do is impress Randall so that he can get promoted and get his executive key card that will take him to the 75th floor, thus giving him access to the portal. Um, Maggie comes on the scene then. Yes, Maggie comes over to find Nina at the workbench and meets who other than Sock. <laughs> she points out that he walked out on her he admits he doesn't find her attractive. She says, you know, just admit, just say it. He, he admits it. He's a he's a stand-up guy. Yeah. Points out, you know, she looks rather frumpy. She wasn't doing anything to help her situation. True. By the way that she was. That's what he says. Yes. And Maggie explains that, you know, she can look like anyone she wants. She is, you know, chooses a simple form. Because it's low maintenance. She doesn't have to do anything in the morning. It's true that. Socks intrigued though and pursues the matter. 
And she says, so you could change into any anyone. <laughs> so if I came up with like the perfect woman, you you could do that. He says, can I have three months? He says, I'll give you a day. Sock agrees. This reminds me of another funny story. Um, one time, I was at the junior college. This one time? Uh, yes. One time at the junior college, um, me and, and Joey, who is now an active member of the Coast Guard, um, we were in the art class, and the assignment was to do something for a final exam, like a drawing or anything, and Joey decided to make a collage of his perfect woman. Okay, this woman looked like she, I don't know, it was like parts from all over the place and, and kind of like socks collage looked. It was like she was all out of proportion and stuff. Dude got a B on his final project. And I worked, you know, for like four weeks drawing the cover to a DVD and it looked amazing and I got lower than that. No, he got an A and I got a B. I was like, dang. This perfect woman was hard. And then the teacher got over there. I don't, I don't That's see exactly how it what could she be said. Anything. All, what was it, Jessica Alba plus, like, two other girls? That's exactly what she did. This is art. This took creativity and originality. All you did was draw a DVD. I was like, dude, but mine looks so much better. I drew. Anyway. I used my fingers. Yes. So, then after Sokka agrees to that plan, Ben offers Sam his genius architectural designs, and he's like, dude, you know I invented the straw tomatic. So I got some other designs in my portfolio, and he you know, reveals this underwater mall thing. And then Sam's like, but are there any that are not underwater? And Ben's like, nope, think they're all underwater, so they don't do Sam any good. Um, Sam is ready to admit defeat and in frustration, he kicks over Phil's model. He gets an idea and gives the presentation to Randall using said model, and Randall figures out that he stole Phil's model and concludes that Sam murdered Phil. Dun, dun, dun. And then, because of the murder, he's impressed, and Sam is given a. Sam is victorious, and gold he's, car. You, know, you get gold car. He gets a gold card to the seventy-fifth floor because of his ruthless desire to get to the top, leading leading to murder. So then, Sock. Meanwhile, proceeds to take photos of attractive woman in the store and cuts and pastes. His attractive woman. Women, anyway. Women in the store and paste together his perfect woman like Joey did. He's getting busted too. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's but he like doesn't even care. He just keeps on going. Yeah, and that one chick's like, "Did you just take a picture of my butt?" And then he's like, "Nope, your lower back." Profile <laughs> yourself. Yeah, lower back. So, but Ben thinks it's unnaturally and notices that there are normally attractive women around everywhere, and he actually finds one at the bar and sock goes to talk to her. She's flattered until he starts taking tape measurements of her face and like, yeah, I'm just making my perfect woman. And she's like, you need to stop now and and goes away. And she was good looking. Yeah, I know. I would have just been satisfied. Um, That night, Sam, Nina, and Ben sneak into the company and they go to 75th floor after going to the locker room <laughs> and stealing, stealing Randall's, you know. We're not oh, there yet. Nope, nope. I fast forwarded. Rewind. Um, so they go to the 75th floor and they promise to be at the portal to bring her back in 24 hours. And you With know, this is one Warbucks. of those things. This is one of those things that automatically to me throws up a red flag when somebody promises to be somewhere after dropping somebody up. <laughs> they never are. And I was like, oh, this could be bad. 
and Ben says his goodbyes for like thirty minutes, right. and and she steps through. When you get back, yeah. Look, you lay in the bathtub, yeah. your baby. You know I get the water will be too dirty. If she takes a shower first, though. Yes, that was the hilariousness. That was funny. Hilarious. Encouraged. Ow. Nina dove off the shaft and enters the portal to hell. The next day, Sock meets Maggie again, and he's like, he gives her his portfolio, and the only things he has. She says, "Can you do it?" You know. Or he says, "Can you?" He's like, "This is the only thing I've ever finished in my life. I must have this." And she's like, "Can you do it?" And Maggie, you know, looks at the drawing. She admires it and says, "You know, yeah, I can do it. We'll meet tonight, and and I'll change, and you'll see." And then Sock's all thrilled, and then we're taken back to Sam's office, and the devil arrives again. And he's like, hooray for you for getting to the 75th floor so quickly, you know. You just stepped on people and never cared. And the devil's like, he's wearing the new suits. But it's like, what do you think of the ascot? Yeah, Sam's like, no, that's not your look. <coughs> and the devil considers getting his old tailor back. Um, How you do that? He's dead. I don't know. I guess he can just bring him out of hell. Maybe well, he's in Sam hell. Sam said that, and he's like, yeah. He made the comment. I don't remember the exact comment. That's yeah. why I was I wasn't posing a real question. Oh, gosh. Well, I was just, I didn't know either. Gosh. Randall points out. Randall demands to see him from the conference room. He calls him while he's talking to the devil. And the devil's like, what the heck did you do? And Sam doesn't know, of course. And he goes to the conference room. And Randall says, dude, there are surveillance cameras throughout the building. Uh, Sam is alarmed because he thinks he has her recording of Nina jumping through the portal to hell, but in fact, he has footage of Phil accidentally falling to his death because Sam's cheap tie ripped, and Sam realizes he's mad because he doesn't think that Sam killed Phil, but then Sam's like, why would somebody be mad that I didn't kill Phil, but that's just the way Randall is because he's trying to manufacture sin. Um, he fires him, takes his key card back, so then they're in trouble. No more they, gold They car. can't get to the 75th floor to rescue Nina. They they have two hours left, though, and and uh, Sam and Sock and Ben follow Randall to his gym. This is where I fast-forwarded a minute ago. They go to the locker room, and they send Sock into the steam room after Randall to provide a diversion, and what a diversion it was. I thought <laughs> it was funny that Ben thinks he needs to walk around shirtless. Yeah, I don't get that either. Um... But anyway, Sock's in there talking to Randall about business propositions and stuff and, and making stuff up and as he goes. And he starts running out of material, but they need more time because they don't know the combination to the locker. But Ben's an expert. And Ben's like, I have this system. It works yes, every time. I have a foolproof system. All right, put everything to zero. <laughs> so now, Sam does that. Zero, 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 one. Yes. Or zero, zero, one. So they keep on trying all the way up to zero, nine. Zero, zero, two. All the way up to nine. Zero, zero, three. And then what, what, why zero, would you keep zero, on going? Four. Surely Sam would have figured this out before they got all the way to nine. Zero, zero, <laughs> five. And, but, then, just when they get all the way to nine, the janitor comes by and he's like, I got the master key right here because they're like, our locker won't open. And, uh, so they get the master key and open the lock. Randall is taken aback by Sock's cockamamie scheme to flood the Grand Canyon. Um, but Ben 
comes in just at the moment that Sock's going to have to make up something very, very outlandish to get him to believe it and says, you know, we're done. So Sock heads out of the steam room and the guys go back to the company and Sam and Ben go upstairs while Sock and Andy keep on the lookout. And uh, they hide when Randall arrives and they frantically calls him, call Sam and tell them that Randall's in the building headed up to the 75th floor. And, uh, but Andy's message says they can't, they figure Randall can't go out without his, up there without his key card. Man, I can't talk today. Um, however, Randall transformed into a terrifying demon. I mean, he's got horns. He was screeching and he's got long horns and stuff. And he breaks through the elevator roof and starts climbing the elevator cable. And why did he just fly? And yeah, I guess his wings spread out too wide for the elevator shaft. I don't know. But, uh, Climbs it. And then upstairs, Sam and Ben are at the portal, and they call out to Nina. And then she finally emerges. Nina. She's all she's all burnt, but she's holding this scroll. Um, Where's Daddy? Ben hugs her, and Nina explains that Mr. Oliver had something important to do, and he stayed behind. Um, Sam examines the scroll and discovers that it's blank. Nina said, no, this had writing on it when I received it. And then Sam's like, no, it doesn't now. And Sam, you know, gets Andy's message as Randall starts to break through the elevator door furiously. And Sam asks Nina if he can carry both of them like he did when he went, when she went flying with Ben. And Nina says, well, I guess I'll have to. And they start to head for the roof. Randall <coughs> runs after him, but, but Phil escapes through the portal. When Randall comes oh, after him, Phil. Phil goes back through the portal. <laughs> he's like I think I'll just go back right in here and then after all that after all that chasing and running we're suddenly back at the bar Maggie visits Sock and she's the same as always she looks the same she hasn't changed and she says that she tricked him and planned never to you know change and she says she wanted to teach him a lesson he accused her of being sadistic which is funny because She's a demon. But he, but, but then, thank you. But then she's like, well, you're just a, a pig. She didn't say chauvinist. That's what she meant. Um, she admitted that she might have gone overboard and projected her insecurities on him. And then Sock admits that he gets judged by the way he looks as well. So then he comes up with a new plan. She turns into his dream woman and gets over her insecurities. She says, you're an idiot. And she jets out of there. Um, True that. Then the gang gathers for a barbecue. And Sam is disappointed because he hasn't figured out any way to, you know, bring the writing out. And Nina's like, I'm just stupid. I couldn't figure this out. And throws it on the, the barbecue grill. No. And lets it burn up. And Sam's all frantic. And she's like, no, it needs to be exposed to heat because it came from hell. And soon writing appears on it and... But it's an ancient demon text that she can't read. She can't translate it. But then she says, if we get someone to read this, Sam gets out of his deal with the devil. And boom, the episode ends. Great episode. Yes, I enjoyed this episode tremendously. Tremendous episode. I mean, it was just... Set up perfect for what we we expected to be, what we'll just say we expect to be a wonderful finale. Yes. At this point, we're... Tune in to the next episode of ReaperCast, which we will be recording right after this one, to find out what we thought. Now, 
But this episode, going back to here, <coughs> uh, it set up, like you said, it set up some, some very interesting storylines. My question, well, I'll just discuss this. See, this is the problem. I've got so many things to discuss, but they all need to be saved. Um, but I, I did enjoy the whole, you know, corporate Amer America analogy and stuff, especially in these times where, you know, it's difficult to get ahead anywhere. And, and wow, that was a uh, great play on the highlight reel. But um, it's difficult to get ahead anywhere. So I thought the devil was hilarious in this episode, talking about his he was grieving over his tailor dying and, and stuff like that. And, and I enjoyed, you know, the dynamic between Ben and Nina with the haircut scene and stuff. and So all in all, a great episode from start to finish. It set the finale up great, and uh, I thought it was great. Jared, what were your thoughts? Suits, haircuts, no pissy. No. Boy, we're watching... Sports I'm, Center. I'm sorry, Sports Center is on. And Carlos Zambrano, we're watching the uh, highlights from him furiously arguing balls and strikes the other day when he got ejected. Boy, he was going in. But anyway, it's over now. Suits, um, haircuts, no pissy. That's what I think. So there are Jared's abbreviated thoughts because he can't hardly talk. But uh, at this time, we would like to go to the section of the podcast that we love the most, The Vessel Box. Um, we have a short one today. This email's from Weasel, and she says that I forgot everything you talked about in the last podcast, so I can't comment on it. Oops. Oh, well, it was probably funny anyway. Uh, it was probably not funny anyway. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I can tell you now that I dread the coming of next Tuesday, which was, in fact, at the time this episode is being recorded, last Tuesday. Um, it will certainly be a bittersweet finale for all of us. Turns out that that is indeed the case, as the CW has not picked up the Reaper for the next year. But, you know, I'm I'm inclined to say that that might be better, because then Reaper won't have the network interference when it gets picked up for syndication. But, anyway. As for the episode Business Casualty, um, the awkward business meeting scene was nicely remini reminiscent of The Loop, which was a show that Brett Harrison was on. Um before he did Reaper. My favorite scene was uh, when Ray Wise, Ray Wise spends about a whole minute glaring at Brett Harrison in the elevator on the way to the 75th floor. Um, that was one of my favorite scenes as well. Hilarious. Ray Wise pulls off. I'm just, that's going to be one of the major things I'm going to miss about the show if it doesn't come back. Oh my lord, I can't believe I just said those words. But Ray Wise really is I mean, they couldn't have cast a better devil as she on her. But uh, anyway, she goes on to say, as for the finale, this shall be the most epic game of quarters the universe has ever seen. Wow. A uh, fine way of putting it. Um, she moves on to the rapid fire section of her email and says, speaking of quarters, do either of you have a drinking game of choice? Considering that I don't drink, my answer to that question would be no, but I do like to play Chubby Bunny once in a while when I get a bag of marshmallows. <laughs> I've gotten like 17 or 18 in and still been able to say Chubby Bunny. Let me just tell you about drinking games. I myself don't participate in drinking games because I don't believe in drunkenness. 
intentional drunkenness. <laughs> but my roommates in college loved a game that many like to call beer pong. Some of them didn't drink beer. They, they played whiskey pong and whatever was in the cabinet pong. <laughs> and I have pictures I should post somewhere on YouTube. <laughs> videos of the big, the big beer pong tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, was, it was ferocious. When I'm... Oh, it was in the backyard, and it was ferocious. <laughs> and the neighbors across the street from us, they played it at least once a week in the garage. Wow. Ah, uh, they loved that. My other buddies used to play some weird card game with waterfalls, which I don't even know what it is. <laughs> uh, so, One of them weird flip the card over again. But anyway, she has another rapid-fire question, and she says, Oh, and what do you think you could beat the devil at, Jared? I have no unique skills. I think you could beat him playing the guitar. I don't think I could. I saw the movie Crossroads, not the Britney Spears one. The one with the karate kid, Ralph Macchio. That's true. And Steve Vai played the guitar as the devil's guitar guy. Guitar, guitar guy, guy? Guitar guy. <laughs> he was awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I could beat the devil at either. Um, I could definitely beat him at sleeping. I should, yes, he could. <coughs> it's my this, gift in this life. This guy sleeps standing up sometimes. It's amazing. Y'all should see. Um, I don't really know what I could beat him at. Your question, Weasel, made me realize I have no... I should have... I am incredibly not talented. I'm talented yes, at many things, no, but not great at anything. Now my self-esteem comes in. Thank you I think we much, could out-podcast that fool. We probably could. Although Maybe in we recent could weeks, a crappier podcast. Yeah, there you go. But we're just going to say crappy podcast and be done with it. Um, anyway, thanks for the email, uh, Weasel. Um, we look forward to what y'all have to say about the finale episode um, when we finally get it recorded. But that's the end of the podcast, or that's the end of the Vessel Box and the end of the podcast um, for this week. So, uh Tune in in just a little bit for the finale episode, which I'm sure is going to be awesome. Um, I'll still be coughing. We will. <laughs> I would love to take a couple of days and do it later, but I'll be out of town for a week and a half, and yeah. I can't. So we're going to forge so on. Deal with the, the Jared stepping up to the plate. <coughs> so with that, there went my lung. While Jared fishes his lung off the floor, we will say goodbye. Until the next episode of ReaperCast. We've enjoyed this one, but it's time to end it now. Have a good day. Bye.